Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, listen, we're uh, we're off site today, and uh, so I apologize if the sound isn't up to our HD quality level. It usually is, but uh, we've we've really been enjoying some high definition, high fi But unfortunately, uh, we are off site, and and in in that process, uh, our sound quality is not going to be as good. That being said, we uh, if you could pray for my brother. Uh, my brother is in the hospital in intensive care, and so that's where we've been spending most of our time. Um, and uh, so I really appreciate your prayers. He needs your prayers, and uh, I know prayers help. They make a big, big difference. So um, we we have a lot of stuff today, and uh, and actually, you know, we're we're kind of running in between this and that and the other, not to make excuses, but the fact of the matter is, it's reality, and reality is what reality is. So. Anyhow, here we are. So today, Dr. Jerry Falwell, he's the president of, son of, eldest son of uh, Dr. Jerry Falwell Sr., founder of Liberty, co-founder of Liberty University. I'm an alum, my son, I went there as well. My daughter went there for a year. So, uh, you know, I have some, I have some affection for Liberty. And, and Dr. Falwell took a lot of heat for coming out and supporting uh, Donald Trump. And this was his response to the video that came out, you know, the video where Billy Bush and, you know, it's, it, by the way, they keep saying it's a hot mic. Um, it's a hot mic. It was a hot mic. And I've got to tell you, it wasn't a hot mic. And people say, oh, that guy, Billy Bush, he's losing his career over this hot mic. Uh, if you think for a moment that that was an accident, that the man was recorded and they held on to that tape, or that tape. I mean, nobody uses a tape. Even back in 2005, I don't think they used tape. But, uh, you know, that digital uh, sound and video and all that, if you think that's an accident, then you're gullible. And you should probably uh, get a book or something. Get ungullible, because right now you're super, super gullible and you're dangerous to be on the road. And, uh, hey, how's our sound quality, by the way? Those of you in chat, yes, chat is open. Um, hoping that our sound is, is at least passable, and I apologize. In advance, there's not going to be a lot I can do today to uh, to fix it. Um, and uh, and I'm not absolutely positive, to tell you the truth, I'm not absolutely positive uh, that I am going to be on for two whole hours because 
I would like to get back to the hospital. So we'll see. Let's see what we can do. So this is what Dr. Jerry Falwell uh, said. Years from now, when the Supreme Court is stacked with liberals who don't honor the Constitution, I don't think anybody's going to be sitting around thinking about whether Donald Trump said this or that on the videotape in 2005. I think they're going to be sitting around saying, gosh, I wish we had different Supreme Court justices. I think that's pretty pretty on point. It's pretty on point. And, I, you know, I'll tell you what, I've heard a lot of people uh, by the way, I'm going to be taking drinks from here on out. My voice is kind of uh, sore from no sleep, and so I, I apologize. Just all the way across the board, if this is your least favorite uh, episode ever and you uh, and you want your money back, then certainly I, uh, you know, I'll give you all the money you paid for the show back today. And, and then some. Double your money that you paid. How about that? What a deal. So, uh, and I also thank you to my good, good friend for allowing me to um, – Allowing me to uh, use his home, and uh, and so we're kind of out here in the country, and so we don't have the best connection and all that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we uh, we can make adjustments as we go and be good. Anyway, enough of that. Thank you, Jerry from Pennsylvania, and chat for uh, letting me know. I appreciate that. So so I want to talk about something really quickly here. I want to say this. First of all, thank you for joining the show today. I know I missed last week. Uh, I'll just tell you the real truth. Uh, you know, it's been a rough time in the household. We've got, uh, you know, very serious health situation going on uh, with my brother, and and he's been in the hospital a long time, and and uh, so things have gotten progressively worse, and so we are, we're just continuing to pray for his wellness. But that's kind of taken a toll a little bit, a little little worn out. Um, all that said, to say this, you know, I do have something to say, and and, and the something I have to say is is simply this. Ultimately, by the way, thank you for uh, logging in. Mr. B.J. Maxwell, one of my very best friends of all time, uh, logged into chat. You're going to see a fellow dispense serious, serious wisdom. One of these days, I'll get him to come on. We're going to be talking about the pastor, great speaker, uh, great thinker, great dad, great husband. Awesome, awesome friend. And thank you to Steve in Ohio for joining and our guests. So many. We're just so fortunate to have you join. So I, I want to talk about something first before I talk about the thief on the cross. And, and I'm hearing a lot of folks, a lot of righteous indignation. And it's just about, to be real honest with you, it's just about wearing me out. All this righteous indignation of a lot of people. Now, I have some good friends. I've said this before. Uh, I, I, I've said this many times, actually. And, and, uh, and it's important. I think it's very, very important to, to reiterate this in this way. Look. I, you know, I don't want anybody to ever film me. I don't want anybody to play a tape of me from last year, let alone 2005, 11 years ago. I don't want anybody to, to look at me and hold me up as to be something that I'm not. Because I'm not. I'm not something to be put up on a pedestal. I'm not somebody to be, you know, revered and thought of as, you know, boy, that guy's really something. I'm just a regular dude. And I'm a regular dude that uh, has made many, many egregious mistakes. And I'll tell you this. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I was a sailor, you know. Uh, what, do they, what do they say? Uh, uh, language like a sailor and uh, mouth like a sailor. Well, you know, I was a sailor. And ultimately, it comes down to this. You know, I'm not a perfect man. You know, not a perfect man. And I, I like saying this. A lot of times I give speeches. By the way, I, I travel all over the country and give speeches. And 
messages in different churches and different organizations and, and all that. And but I love doing it. And everywhere I go, I say the same thing. Look, I wasn't always a pastor. I wasn't always redeemed. I wasn't always saved. And uh, I'm a rough fella a little bit here and there. And I've done some stuff that, that um, you know, you play that on tape, you, you wouldn't listen to me. Not even a little bit. Now, am I comparing myself to Donald Trump? No. Because Donald Trump has more money than I have. People say, well, well we don't know how much money he has because he won't release. Um, let's just go here for a second. He has way more money than I have. He has way more money than anybody that listens to this show has. That's reality. He's a very, very wealthy man. And he's earned it. You know, I didn't make a billion dollars. I didn't make one billion, let alone nine or ten billion. And I don't care if he has nine or ten billion. It doesn't matter to me. The amount of money the man has doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. Here is what matters to me. Guy has everything to lose and honestly nothing to gain by running for President of the United States of America. Now, I'm going to say this, and it's important for it to be taken in its context. There's a whole lot of folks out there who don't remember, who don't remember, who don't remember the two-hour show I did saying Trump's not my guy. When it was Trump plus 700 other people up on stage, I said Trump's not my guy. He's better than some of the people on stage, but he's not my guy. And he's not going to be the guy that I root for, pull for, cheer for, not even a little bit. Unless, I said it, I said, unless he is our nominee. And if he was our nominee, he's going to have my support, period. Because he's better than Hillary. We're going to talk a little bit about Hillary here in a little bit. But I want to say this. A lot of folks are saying, look, the guy... Is crass. He's got bad language. He's 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 not good for women. Uh, he's uh, you know he he abuses his celebrity. You know all these different things. He does all these different things, and uh, you know he's just not a good guy. He's not a good guy. Well, first of all, I know a guy that's been next to him for the last fifteen years, and and he says otherwise. And you know what? People that are within arm's length of a guy for fifteen years for sixteen hours a day, he said point blank, hey. You know, he's no saint, but he's a far sight better than Hillary Clinton. But I'm going to say this about that. You know, I, I'm I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb of Yeshua Hamashiach, but I'll tell you what, I'm still not perfect. I am so much a work in progress. Let me tell you, I can't even begin to tell you. So much a work in progress. You see stuff that I did at some point in my past in my history, look, you, you start talking about skeletons in somebody's closet. While you're talking about somebody's skeleton in somebody's closet, if I'm doing that, I'm talking about somebody's skeletons, there's bones flying out between my teeth every time I'm flapping my jaws about somebody's uh, skeletons in their closet. There's bones, femurs, and there a femur just fell on the floor. Look, man, you know, uh, of, of the guy who he is, he has to fight a guy. Every single day. He's got to fight 100 guys every day that have lots of money in New York City, lots of money all over the country, lots of money in Washington, D.C. to get things built under budget and ahead of schedule. My buddy Jerry from Pennsylvania says this. He's a typical non-Christian businessman, sports hero, actor, plumber, military guy, church leader. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's this is, this is me, by the way. 
not good at plumbing. I could do some plumbing. But here's the thing. The man the man is going through a change, and, and, and nobody can tell me that this is not true because I know people who were in the room with the man when he placed his faith in Christ. I know those people. I've met them. I've spent some time with them. I uh, fly-by-night people. They're, they're top-level people. They're, they're squared away, and they say, hey, this is real. This guy, you know, tears coming down his face, and he was convicted. He said, well, let me see the fruit. Give him 10 minutes. He's kind of fighting to be the president of the country. And you say, people say, oh, yeah, it's just more power. You think he has more power as president of the United States? That will hamstring this man. $400,000. He already said, I'm not taking the money. 460 thousand, I think it is. And then, you know, that's for life. I mean, in a secret service detail for life. Uh, it's all these different things. I mean, people say, well, it's so much power. You can get so much money for speeches. He's a billionaire. He's trying to save the country because we are going to hell in a handbasket. Do I like the way the man talks? Nope. Do I believe he is actually pro-life? Yes, I do. Do I believe he's going to protect our gun rights? Absolutely do. Absolutely. I have no doubt about it. Do I believe he really knows how Washington works? Yeah, I, I believe he doesn't know. I firmly believe he doesn't know. You know what? You want to know the truth? I'm glad he doesn't. You know why I'm glad he doesn't? Because I don't want to hear more political speak that, as Scott Bayo said this week, I need a political decoder ring, political language decoder ring to understand what people are saying. You say, well, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have the decorum. He doesn't have the this. He doesn't have the that. He doesn't have the polish. I don't want him to have the polish. I'm through with polish. Polish has got us where we are today. Now, would I like for him to not say things about women that, that he says? Yes. And I'm praying for that end. But let me tell you something. Hillary Clinton has said much worse and has done much worse. Bill Clinton has said much worse and done much worse. Barack Hussein Obama has said much worse and has done much worse. Now, worse and worser. Is that what the fight is? That's what we say down in Sussex County, Delaware. I'm deep in Sussex right now, so you better look out. We say, well, we shouldn't have to decide between worse and worser. We shouldn't. That's, that's enough already. We shouldn't have to decide between worse and worser all the time. That's reality, my friends. That's reality. That is, in fact, where we are now. But how bad is the worst? How bad is Trump compared to Hillary? Well, we'll talk about it. But I want to talk about, really, really quick, I want to talk about this whole mess about the condemnation that the man has taken just incessantly from a big part of a bunch of church folk who said, oh, I, I, there's no way in this world. I'm ever going to support that man. I am never going to vote for him. I am never going to support him. He will never have my vote because he is crass. He is a womanizer. He is a woman abuser. And you know, I listened to that tape. He is an abuser of women. I heard what he said. He's an abuser of women. I'm not supporting him. He abuses women. He assaults women. Oh, come on. You have got to flip and be kidding me, folks. Wake up. Wake up now. Now, a lot of people have talked about there's an NFL guy who is, is actually a big-time supporter of Hillary Clinton. He doesn't tell you that in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the article. 
uh, that he writes, but he comes out and says, look, I have been, uh, is she a, you know, my buddy, my good buddy, hey, listen, pray for my good buddy Chris. He needs your prayers again. Uh, is she sitting on a dragon drinking iniquity from a golden cup? Amen. Amen. Man, that dude knows the scripture. Pray for my brother, man. He needs some prayer. Chris needs your prayer. So here's here's what I'm here's what I'm asking you. I'm saying to you, there's a whole lot of people out there taking this righteous indignation place. They think that it's all I believe for, really, because there's a whole lot of Christians and churches across the United States that not only didn't go vote, but there's a whole lot more that invited Barack Hussein Obama to ruin this country. My good buddy B.J. Maxwell, what a smart guy, are the same folks who clamored for Bill Clinton's impeachment for his is now giving Trump the benefit of the doubt. Well, there you have it. Look, man, I'm telling you, this is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Can you not see, look outside of yourself and your in your world and not see what's happening to this country? This country is falling apart. You've got a guy who's making a billion dollars. He makes $50 million a month personally. He don't need this money. My brother don't need this money. Uh, uh, Donald Trump, he does not need a dime. Not no penny. Not a penny. Doesn't need it. tea with honey. I'm straightening that out. Oh, yeah. BJ wants more Southern draw. You know I learned that well, didn't I? You never heard anybody talk like BJ. Come on, brother. I need to have you on this show, brother. Get you on here and light some folks up one time. But here's here's the thing. The, the point I'm trying to make here is this. Here we are in this place, in, in this country, that so many have given everything for. I, I You know, the national anthem plays, I get teared up. Barack Hussein Obama and Michelle Obama, they don't get teared up. They say all this for a damn flag. They don't care. They don't care, they don't care about you. They don't care about uh, the, the sovereignty of this nation. They are imposters. They are treasonous imposters. I'm going to tell you something, folks. These people have evil intended for us. You say, well, I think Hillary Clinton, you know, she's she's been in public service for 30, 40 years. No, she's not been in no public service. Come on, y'all. Stop talking a bunch of public service. Ain't no need to talk about public service. She don't serve no public. She steals from the public. Hundreds of millions of dollars from countries that hate us. They hate us. My buddy Jerry says this very clearly. All of Hillary's crimes have tens of thousands of victims. You've got health care. You've got immigration. You've got Libya, Egypt, Syria, Israel. All of those things. So because the man, Donald Trump, speaks in a way, again, disavowing it altogether, I'm no better than him. Trust me. And in some ways, I'm worse than him. But who am I to look at this guy? Who am I to look at this guy now for something he said in 2005? Now, look, if you think there aren't more tapes, I'm going to keep saying tapes because it's fun to say tapes, even though there is no tapes. There's not tapes. Some digital mess there. 
you mean to tell me 2005, 11 years ago, you don't think there's more recordings? You don't think there's more videos? You don't think there's more of that bunch of stuff? Come on if you think that that's the way. I'm going to tell you something right now. I think the Republican leadership, air quotes, leadership is behind this being released now. And I'll tell you what else. I think there's more coming. Absolutely. But here's the thing. When I look at Donald Trump, when I look at him in the eyes, I'm not looking for a Reagan right now. I feel like we had our Reagan and Ted Cruz, and we said, "Mm, yeah, you know, I don't like you. I don't like how pointy your faith is. I don't like how you're voices. I don't like how you blah, blah, blah. I don't like how you know the entire Constitution without even having to look at it. I don't like how you never have to look at notes when you're speaking. I don't like how you slay everybody in debates. I don't like how you know the Supreme Court inner workings inside now and are the winningest attorney ever to go up against them. I don't like how blah, 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 blah. You didn't like all that stuff, so you didn't elect the guy. That's the guy I was pulling for. You didn't like him. Okay, fine. So what do we got now? Listen, you want to say something about somebody, Donald Trump beat the pants off him. 700 people on stage at one point. How many were there? There was, there was like 9,000 people. If I keep talking, it'll be, it'll be 500 million people on stage trying to, well, it's my turn to talk, you know. But, I mean, look at all those people on the stage. He is not a politician, and he beat their pants off. He didn't beat them some. He beat them all. He beat them all, every single one. But let me tell you something, my friends all around the world. By the way, last year we had, or last year, last time we were on, we missed last week people from nine different countries listening, in addition to the United States. And that's pretty awesome. Hello to my Gold Star families out there. Golly day, I'm fighting for you, and I know you're fighting too. Got some great folks all around the country. They're they're just tired. They're just tired of veterans, veterans' families being disaffected and abused. But I want to say this, you know, Christians, you super pious Christians out there, just seconds before the thief on the cross acknowledged the tortured and dying Christ as Messiah and Redeemer. He was a criminal deserving his penalty. I'm going to tell you some stuff about this criminal you may not know. Look, he deserved it. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. He turned his head to Yeshua Hamashiach, and he said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Christ responded, Even today you will be with me in paradise. That thief, deserving of his penalty, did not have 11 years from 2005 to now to get his life right, to get his words right, to get his life suitable for the pious. No. He had just moments. Just moments. To acknowledge Christ next to him on the cross. And in those excruciating, you know, that word is Latin excruciating, excruciate, out of the cross. Oh, I bumped my toe and it's excruciating pain. Don't say that anymore. That comes from the cross. In those excruciating moments, with his last earthly breath, Christ redeemed that thief. And you know what? One day we're going to all meet that thief in heaven. The penitent thief. He's known uh, as the good thief, the thief on the cross. He's one of the two unnamed in a version of the crucifixion of Yeshua Hamashiach in the New Testament. Mark and and Matthew, uh, these two, they join the crowd in mocking Jesus. But the Gospel of Luke describes one asking Jesus to remember him. When Jesus will have come into his kingdom, remember me. 
the other known from the account as the impenitent thief, he asked Jesus why he can't save himself. Why can't you save yourself? Up here on the cross, supposed to be Savior of the world. Why don't you save yourself and save us while you're at it? Curly insult. But in Luke, it mentions this. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly. For the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen. I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. That's Luke 23. You know, a lot of people say he was on the right hand of the tradition. tells us he was on the right hand of, 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 of Yeshua. He was Jesus' right hand. The other thief was on his left. Pictures you see of the crucifixion. Uh, Yeshua's, Yeshua's head is inclined to his right, showing he accepted. You know, there's a writer that says the thief, and he's researched this heavily, that dwelt in the desert. This is this is the bad guy that was penitent, the one who got redemption from Christ there on the cross. Describe him as the, the thief that dwelt in the desert and robbed or murdered anyone unlucky enough to cross his path. He said he was guilty of blood, even of his brother's blood. Look, I, I thank God that in my life, my comments, my bad and indefensible actions don't keep me from an eternity of Christ. An eternity with Christ. I'm, I'm so thankful that that's not the case. That's, it's, just, it's just unbelievable to me that God has chosen to reach down to somebody like me and say, I choose you. Because you chose me. Man. I would be judged the same way as Donald Trump. Undeserving. But I thank the good Lord. I'm judged by the G-O-D instead of the G-O-P. Look, it, it generally doesn't make any sense to me. No sense whatsoever. None. Finally, we have somebody not owned by the banks, not owned by the special interests, and not owned by the very Washington, D.C. insiders who have been robbing the unsuspecting, hard-working American people blind. By the way, next week, you are in for a treat, folks. Lieutenant Governor uh, candidate Lamar Gunn will be on my show. Man, I cannot wait for you to hear from this man. What an accomplished man. We will be so fortunate to have him. But let me tell you something about sheepdogs. You know, I'm kind of a sheepdog. You know, I, I fight for the sheep. I'm tired of the sheep being taken. I'm tired of it. At some point or another, you know, you got to get in, get, get, get in and get just start messing some folks up, start regulating. And folks don't ever want to know what it looks like. This is this is what was said when we were uh, just outside of of Baghdad. Remember in Desert Storm, we were just outside of Baghdad. 
And Norman Schwarzkopf, Norman Schwarzkopf said, Mr. President, we can take Baghdad, Saddam Hussein, and we'll bring him to justice one day. Now, your good friend Colin Powell, who was masquerading as one of our friends, but actually one of our enemies, now hardcore liberal, supporting Hillary Clinton, has supported her all along, even though she threw him under the bus and tried to throw him under the bus. And he said, uh-uh, sister. He said, no, 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 don't do it. The American people can't handle seeing that. They cannot handle seeing house-to-house fighting. They can't handle it. we got to stop. we got to stop doing that. We got to stop doing that. We have to stop. You know, we can't look. It gets dirty. I am telling you, it gets dirty in war. The old war dog, God rest his soul, Norman Schwarzkopf. He said, "You give me a day, I'll give this country back better than it was before." And sadly and unfortunately. George Bush, number 43, he caved to Colin Powell, the most political general that's ever served. Went on to become Secretary of State. I don't think he was a whole lot better than Hillary. He didn't want the American people to see the blood, the house-to-house fighting, the hand-to-hand fighting. Didn't want that. We don't like the sheepdog because the sheepdog is crass. The sheepdog is bloody, fighting the wolves. The wolves don't care. The wolves don't have rules. Under this president, this administration, and it would not only be made, uh, it would not only be maintained, it would be made worse. The rules of engagement, we have lost more of our just precious blood treasure in American soldiers. Crass. He is bloody. He's been fighting the fight in New York City and all over the world. That's bloody mess. That's hardcore. That's gloves off, bare knuckle fighting. We say we need somebody like that. Well, you know what? We do. I felt it was Ted Cruz. I really believed in my mind Ted Cruz could get it done. I believe he's a lot tougher than people think he is. I'll tell you what, he is a lot tougher than people think he is because you know what? He didn't skip a beat. To you folks that are going to write in Ted Cruz, you are wasting your vote, and you're going to usher in Hillary Clinton. Don't be so stupid. There is not a chance in the world that Ted Cruz is going to be elected president. Not a chance. Well, we've got to stand on principle. We've got to vote your conscience. Let me tell you something. When Ted Cruz walks into that booth, he will vote for Donald Trump. Did Donald Trump say terrible things about his family? Absolutely. Did he say terrible things about him? Absolutely. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I can tell you that if I were Ted Cruz, I would have punched him in the face. No doubt about it. And he'd have been right to do it. Ted Cruz found it in his heart to say, hey, I'm going to be voting for Donald Trump. Because it's the right thing to do. We don't like the sheepdog. All bloody matted, fur all matted, nasty. You get bloody fighting Washington, D.C. Guard up. My buddy B.J. would 
Would the ideal candidate be one with the tenacity of Donald J. Trump and the temperament of Mike Pence? I would say that that would probably be the case. Yeah, my buddy Bob, Philly Bob. I miss my brother. Uh, he, he would hit you. He would hit you with his little hands. <laughs> you know what? Most of the conservatives, the so-called conservatives that allegedly are there fighting for you in Washington D.C., they don't have the cojones to fight. They don't have any fight in them. They're afraid to go up and fight. You hear a lot out of Trey Gowdy and some others talking about, you know, the grandstanding they do in Congress when they're interviewing uh, all kinds of people involved with this, James Comey, the FBI, all that stuff. That guy needs to go to jail, folks. Well, he's had many, many years of public service, good public service, but he ruined it. You know, if you have a million dollars and you give away $999,999, and then the day you're down to a dollar, you go in and rob a bank and get a, and just get a dollar. Just if you know what you are, you're a bank robber. You're no less a bank robber, no more a millionaire. You're a bank robber. James Comey may have had a uh, a glorious career. But you know what? He needs to he needs to go. The time for decorum is gone. The time for fluffy, acceptable, acceptable words is gone. Of losing the country that our founders fought so hard for. Most of our founders that are liberal educators, they seek so hard to erase from history. Or or actually revise, you know, they revise history. It's revisionist history. The actual history. They recreate them recreate them to be something they never were. Well, they were slave owners. Well, let's burn the Confederate flag. Well, let's confirm the Confederate Confederate flag, let's burn the American flag. Let's burn all the flags. Well not all of them. Let's not burn the the rainbow flag, because that would be hate speech. That would be hate speech. Now we got people running around burning the American flag that these founders gave up everything. The truth is they gave up everything. Everything. Why do they do that? Well, before I tell you why, our brave soldiers, our war fighters, they've given everything. Everything they have, including their lives. Why? Because they're trying their very best to work within the system that we, in our lackadaisical way, we, we ignore. We ignore. We lament. We lament. We whine about what's happening in Washington, D.C. Well, you can't beat City Hall. And off we go into our day. We're oblivious. We're oblivious to the carnage of our freedom. Hillary Clinton wins. You are going to see the Supreme Court stacked against us that generations, generations, will feel the pain. You're going to see Congress become a criminal enterprise, more so than it is. You don't think it could happen. The federal government killed LaVoy Pentecom. Who was he? He was a white, unarmed rancher. Just a white, unarmed rancher, never doing nothing to nobody. And he was tired. He was tired of saying somebody should go do something about the government stealing our land. And in fact, they were stealing their land, stealing their water. 
stealing our freedom. He was tired of it, and he stepped up, and he said, you know what? I'm not going to stand for this anymore. No, I'm not. I'm not going to stand for it. I'm finished. I'm finished. Quiet about this. And they shot him in cold blood. Unarmed man. He was murdered by our government. And you know what? There are no mobs of white people lined up around the ranchers. You know, all these other ranchers got locked up, too. You don't realize that. 30-some people. No riots. We go to sleep. We sleep quietly and peacefully at night. People like the left, and now I'm going to tell you something. Sadly, the contingent of those in leadership, allegedly, on the conservative right, they're lying about an awful lot of things. Well, why are they lying about everything? Who is Donald Trump up against? Really? We're starting to see it now. Look, the woman got, uh, I mean, you can watch the video. I was watching video the other day in my living room. We're sitting there watching it, and I said, whoa, 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 let's rewind that. It was on Fox News. It, was, it had nothing to do with the podiums. Let's rewind that. And I rewound it, and it showed a screen in the first debate of Hillary Clinton on Hillary Clinton. You could see both. You could see both podiums. Hillary Clinton had a screen in hers, and it went to black. Clearly, she had information being piped to her. Now we know. You know, I'm crazy, man. I'm talking about, hey, you know, people are feeding her the questions. Clearly, she knows the questions. Tinfoil hat wearer. Oh, now, what did we just find out? WikiLeaks, Donna Brazil. What does she do? She gets Hillary Clinton the questions and others. Donald Trump is up against the press. We see now absolute confirmation. Hillary Clinton has the press. The press is on her side. The press is on her team. But the sad thing, man, I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, self, and that's what I call myself when I'm talking to myself, the sad thing is he's not just up against the liberal left. He's not just up against the press. Sorry to be redundant. He's up against the self-righteous I see, I see all this stuff. I'm with her. You ever see those? Uh, you ever see those? She, her. We're not supposed to be sexist, but Donald Trump can't say certain things. Can't can't ask certain questions. Why? Because he's running against a woman. How'd that work for us when we had a half black guy standing up there running for president? Back then and now, Donald Trump's the only one that had the nerve to stand up and say, "Well, oh, there's something." Something not right about this fella. Was he right? Sarah Palin, you know, she's kind of done some crazy things since, but she was dead on accurate when she said what she said about Barack Hussein Obama. She was right. Hillary Clinton all the time. Whining to get what she wants. Lying to get what she wants. Stealing to get what she wants. Murdering to get what she wants. She's never had an honest day in her life. Never an honest day of work in her life. The only jobs as an actual lawyer she ever had in her life, she was fired from. Why? For being too slimy. For being 
too much of a liar, for cheating and lying and murdering and collaborating with our enemies. Listen, this is a woman who represented a man who raped a 12-year-old and laughed at the victim. This is a woman who has taken hundreds of millions of dollars from our enemies, from the very people that sent 15 of the 19 that came on September 11th. The same people. This is a woman who has taken money from the people you know, and Omar Mateen and, 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 and the father, you know, the guy that allegedly shot all those people, Muslim dude, that shot all those people down in Florida at the gay club. What do I say nowadays? I've been saying LGBTQ, and now people are telling me, no, you're, they're queer. You're supposed to say queer. And this was a gay guy telling me this. No, we're queer now. Dude, will you people make up your mind what you want to be called? For Pete's sake. So the gay, you know, the gay club. The guy's father is behind him, behind Hillary Clinton at a campaign event. Somebody tell me how that happened. How does that happen? She's collaborating with our enemies, even today. Iran, this alleged Iran deal. Come on, people. Don't be stupid. The Republicans... And Congress could have stopped that. To have called Kerry, John Kerry, they could have called the president, they could have called any number of people in and put them under oath and said, look, you're not locking us out of this deal. We're not making a deal with Iran, sworn enemy, even right now as we speak, are saying death to America and seeking aggressively the means to make it happen. That's that's treason. This is the team of treason. These are the same people. These are the same people that actively support post-birth abortion. Not even partial birth. Post-birth, they support it. That's reality, folks. That's reality. You can't turn from reality. You've got to stop hiding from reality. This is reality, and it's treasonous. This woman lost $6 billion of your money when she was in the States. $6 billion. It has not been found yet. Do you even comprehend the immensity of that? $6 billion. Your money. Stolen from your pocket. Nobody has put her on the stand to say, where's the money? Nobody. Nobody has had the temerity to say, hey, you know what? Six million dollars go missing. Guess what? You ain't running for nothing. We're putting you under indictment for robbing the American. But I served 30 years in public service. You got paid very handsomely, you wealthy, wealthy woman. We left the White House. We were broke. My buddy BJ, she insists science proves climate change, but ignores the science proving the personhood of a fetus. Amen. Oh, yeah. She stands on the stage yesterday with, with Al Gore, a man that she categorically hates. She completely despises. 
hates the man with a passion. They hate each other so much. And the deal was, you got to tout climate change. You want my support? You got to tout climate change. That's got to be your thing. You got to make me the hero of climate change. Climate change. And so she did. Six billion dollars, my friends. Six billion. And no one on the right has called her to task. Nobody. Nobody. Except for Donald Trump. So I kept saying she. Who's the she I kept referring to? Who is the her that the left is protecting and covering for? Who is the her the left keeps saying they're with? I'm with her. Well, she ain't with you, folks. That's Hillary. That's Hillary. You know, it wasn't, what was it, last week? The big thing on Trump was he took a write-off of almost a million dollars. It was 20 years ago. Market fell out. The bottom fell out of the real estate market. He was heavily invested, so he wrote off a million dollars. Tools that Hillary Clinton uses. So last week we talked about, we want to talk, that's the news cycles, all covered up with, with uh, you know, Hillary and, and all this mess. That, you know, she's talking about, you know, oh, he's supposed to be a great businessman, but I don't know if he can be trusted with the government money. Because a man who loses six, loses a million dollars is clearly not a good businessman. The only one problem with that, my friends. That was his money. She's never, in fact, you know, you look back, you look back at time, you'll see she's lost lots of other people's money. And she's made lots of money. When she's making money, it's her money. When she's losing money, it's your money. I didn't lose my money. I lost your money. And I don't know what happened to the money. Arguments, stupid arguments. Stupid, stupid arguments. I'm a carnival barker. <laughs> stupid arguments. Conservatives allow, we allow ourselves to get drawn in these stupid, stupid arguments. The left says, hey, we're going to talk about this. This is going to be what we're going to talk about. And guess what we do? Let me say this about that. Let me let me just say really quick my thoughts on the first debate. First of all, if you watch the second debate and you don't think Donald Trump mopped the floor with Hillary Clinton, I'm glad you're not in charge of the law. Yeah, you know why? Because you'd be in jail. Mic drop moment. Mic drop moment. For whatever reason, we, we allow the left. We allow the left. You, you saw the man bending over to talk in the microphone. Why? Because he knew his microphone wasn't working. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, in retrospect, there was a problem with this microphone. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there there was a problem with this microphone. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Really unfortunate? Here's what I think Donald Trump should have done. He should have stopped, should have put his hand up and said, hey, I need to go over to her podium because clearly her microphone works. There's a little light coming from her podium. I wonder what that is. Let me run on over here and see what that is. They made an agreement in advance that none of them was to leave one foot to the left or to the right of their podium. First debate. He might should have put his hand up and said, hey, you know what? 
I need to go on over here, and uh, I'll use your microphone. You mind? Because mine clearly doesn't work. Isn't that something? Microphone was eight and a half inches from his mouth. It's designed to be three inches from his mouth, standing up straight. She doesn't have to move one inch to speak clearly and be heard. He has to lean in. He's a tall man. He has to lean in just in order to be heard. He said right afterwards, he said there was something wrong with my mic. Oh, now Donald Trump is complaining and whining about his mic didn't work. Oh, the poor fella. Then it comes out. Yep, you're right. The mic didn't work. He said before it came out that it seemed like she had the questions in advance, and he was right. Look, we let the left co-opt our vernacular, the words that we use. They change the meanings of words all willy-nilly, and it has to stop. And only we can stop it. I wish, like anything, it was Ted Cruz. I do. I wish it was Ted Cruz up there. I believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Ted Cruz would have mopped her up. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. There's a reason why they wanted Ted Cruz out of it. She did not want to run against Ted Cruz on a bet. You let the American people see Ted Cruz standing up there, debating her. The man is a genius. Not a good-looking guy by any stretch, but you know what? I'm not. Uh, it's not GQ. His voice isn't the easiest to listen to, but I've heard him live on several occasions at speeches, and I can tell you something. Riveting. And not a single note. Remember a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Jim Garlow, he had this list, uh, and I got, to, I got to 10. I got to 10. Uh, number 11, Trump wants to defend the nation, which is the purpose of the government. Hillary has a horrific track record as Secretary of State, and due to hundreds of millions of dollars given to her and her husband's foundation, she is beholden to those who want us dead. I said it a little bit ago. It's still fact now. The friendships that she has and the hundreds of millions of dollars that she's taken from these people who want us dead isn't going to affect her. She wants to see Donald Trump's tax return. I'd like to see what happens with this money. You know, every business probably has two sets of books, some three. I want to see the second set or the third set. I don't want to see the fake set. Number 12, Dr. Garlow says, Hillary claims everything is fine in America. She says, why does he say, get up there and say, let's make America great again? Really? Because when, uh, when it was Republican number 43 they were running, uh, against his record, they said, oh, we're at the shambles. We're falling apart. I mean, well, you need Barack Obama. He's going to unite the world. He's going to, we're going to unite the world. But now Hillary claims everything is fine in America. Everything's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Why is he saying make America great again? Oh, I just don't know. everything, telling us. They pee on our head and they tell us it's raining. Hillary claims everything's fine. It's not fine. It's so far from fine. Look, that statement defies every single fact. But facts aren't something that interests Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump understands that it's 11.59 on the cultural clock and America's near its end. Morally, economically, spiritually, sadly, spiritually, militarily. 
and there are very clear, identifiable indicators, measurable ones, that America is no longer the world's leading power. That day is over. That day is over. We have a feckless, embarrassing government where we have people in, in boats running, in international waters running and crying. I was so embarrassed the United States Navy that day, I cannot begin to tell you how embarrassed I was. People on video crying, huddled up in a corner crying, going on and on about how great they've been treated and we did wrong, we were wrong. No leadership. I've heard that the man's uh, going to go to jail, most likely, the, the man in, in uh, control, the man in command, and, and he should. There are very clear, identifiable indicators, measurable ones. America, we're not the leader anymore. Day's over, folks. It's over. And according to Dr. Jim Garlow, Hillary will hasten the final destruction, and I agree. Trump could either slow that down or possibly, with God's help, praise God, please, Lord, reverse it. Maybe he could. Number 13 in Dr. Garlow's list, Trump will address the massive government spending. He builds buildings under budget and under time. Under budget and under time? Come on. Ahead of schedule. There's nothing the government does that's ahead of schedule. Hillary will absolutely expand the existing government uh, beyond our imagination, the unsustainable debt. She's going to expand that. We're $20 trillion now. Plus, you have all the unfunded liabilities to Social Security. We know which way she's going to go. And you know what? I'm going to say something. You know, you're talking about all this tax mess. Poor people in America, stop being so stupid. Stop thinking for a moment that Hillary Clinton isn't that rich person who, who somehow or another, is she's, she said to Donald Trump, well, that million dollars you didn't pay, that, that's going to be a lot of mothers that can't feed their babies. That's a lot of VA help that you, the veterans you claim to want to help. Come on, she hides her money just like everybody else. She uses the same tools. You know she does. Poor people in America, stop being so stupid. I've known some smart poor people, and I've known some, some poor people that were dumb as a stone. And you look at them and you say, I know why you're so poor now. Don't be stupid. Read a book. She says she's going she's gonna to crack down. She's going to make the rich pay their fair share. That's class warfare, folks. Not a poor person in the world ever signed the front of a check. Come on now. Poor folks out there don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about sign the front of a check. front of a check is the part where the business owner signs, the folks that pay you. Poor man never did sign the front of my check. She's no more going to do that to be a man on the moon. She's used all of the legal loopholes and all the different things that, that uh, and a lot of illegal ones that, that Donald Trump has used in his alarms. You want that to change, change the law. Expose. I'm losing my voice, so we probably won't go the whole time. Trump will expose, and I pray bring down the systematic evil, crony, deceitful, misuse of capitalism. You can't look around. You can't have read a book.
can't have read a book and not realize crony, deceitful misuse of capitalism that reigns among many high-dollar lobbyists. Hillary thrives because of them. She has what she has, and she is what she is because she thrived on blood money. Hillary will extend it. Bottom line, I'm going to tell you something here, folks. You need to understand this. Most, I have the smartest audience of radio, so I know you understand this. But if you share this with a friend, which I hope that you do, please share the ninjapastor.com, theninjapastor.com. Follow me at the Ninja Pastor on Twitter. You know, that's very important. I live tweeted the other night. If you want to see the tweets that I did, uh, we had 20,000, 20,700 uh, impressions in about, I think it was 78 minutes of tweeting. Trump is all about stopping the massive overreach. You know these people in Washington? You ride through Washington, D.C. I, I encourage you to do it sometime. Ride through there and look around at all those buildings, such and such buildings, so-and-so buildings. Talking about the original ones? I'm talking about the ones that have sprung up all around it. And all those people have a career. And you say, we say, well, the government people need jobs, too. We can't let 20,000 government employees go. Why can't we? Why are they any more important? Why are we all the time talking about... Uh, we got all this money for illegal immigration to feed all these people. Let me tell you something. You want to know who has health care? I don't have. But you want to know who has health care? These illegal immigrants coming into this country. They get health care right away, day one. They get it. I don't. How about we get 2 million unemployed government people? How about we do that? Let's see how great all these, uh, these uh, entitlements are. Let's see how great. Folks all the time want to talk about how great all of it is. You say, well, how in the world will we do? How in the world will we do all of a sudden with 2 million unemployed government workers? They're supposed to be so important. They're supposed to be so good. I bet, I bet, they, could, I bet they could go on and get them another job right quick. Let them know what it's like to stand in line. Let them know what it's like to look for a job. See how easy they had it. Whining and moaning about, well, it's government job, government hard work, hard work. Trump's going to stop the massive overreach of government. Why? Why do I believe that Donald Trump will do that? Because he hates over-governance, self-governance. I talk about the Center for Self-Governance all the time, centerforselfgovernance.com. Go there, get plugged in. I kid you not, it is the secret sauce. I wish, like anything, I could tell you that there's 900 other ways. There's not. Learn there has blown my mind. By the way, there's there's one of my fellow graduates, Janice Gallagher. She's in uh, Camden, Wyoming, uh, just below Dover, Delaware. And she is running for representative. She heard, you know, enough. She heard enough. She was tired of hearing people talk about somebody ought to do something. Somebody ought to do something. And she is running. So if you live in that area, I don't know how many listeners we have in that part of Delaware, but if you live in her district, you look her up, Janice Gallagher. This woman is awesome. She is a fighter. She's and she got enough on her plate right now that she says, mm, I can't whine if I'm not willing to get in there and get after it. Hillary Clinton, let me tell you something. The massive overreach of government, it will expand exponentially. Seeing freedom comes in threes. Political freedom, economic freedom, and religious liberty, they coexist together. Take one away and the other two will eventually disappear. 
One cannot exist without the other two. The genius of America is that it had all three until recently. I believe Donald Trump fully grasps the loss of religious liberty. I believe he understands it. He may not speak the language so well. I preach about this all the time. If you go to the ninjapastor.com, go over to listen, you can listen to hundreds of hours of sermons and speeches and uh, messages and, and all kinds of addresses, all kinds of stuff. There's also free uh, e-books there. But I, I preach about this all the time. I say, look, we, we all the time, we're all the time looking at people, looking down at people as pious Christian people, talking about, well, you don't do this right, or you don't do that right, or you, oh, no, you can't use that word. Oh, well, you can't wear that. You can't this, that, and the other. Yeah, we have some standards. We have some things. We have uh, some ways about us. But guess what? Guess what? Who are we? We've got to stop looking down the man because he doesn't know all the language. I, I I hate all that stuff he said. I hate all of it. I hate all of it. It's demeaning. But if you don't think, and look, I've heard it many, many times. Many times. So many times. If you don't think let me let me just say this. Let me let me say this. How should I say it? Well, I'll just say it. What the heck? My friends, somehow or another, a guy who doesn't know all the lingo of the church doesn't know all the things how to say this or that. Somehow he gets it. He gets the grasp of the loss of religious liberty. And he's the only one fighting for it. Dr. Garlow has heard him speak on that in person on several occasions. He knows also the economic and political freedoms are evaporating. And he's going to reverse that. Hillary's going to decimate all three. There'll be, there'll be no way, shape, or if you're going to have any of those gone. She hates it. She hates religious freedom. She hates economic freedom. She hates all of it. She hates political freedom. She's going to reverse every single one. Look, if you don't think that Hillary Clinton is going to absolutely shred the Second Amendment, you've got another thing coming. Come on, folks. Smarten up. They're in some sort of naive fog and think that this woman is not going to shred your Second Amendment rights. She wants government to have guns. She doesn't want you to have guns. She doesn't want you to have stun guns and and pepper mace and all that stuff. No, she wants her people that are around her to have all that, but she doesn't want you to have it. She doesn't want you to have it. She says, you know what? I deserve, I deserve every bit of the protection I have. And you know what? Jerry from Pennsylvania, he is absolutely right. Absolutely right. She's coming for your property. She's coming for your air. She's coming for your land. And she is coming for your water.
That's a fact. She's coming for that. And you know what? She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about your food. She doesn't care about your right to grow food on your land. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about you. She cares. You know what? Her signs say, I'm with her. You know what? So is she. She's with her. She's with herself. She's with herself. Number 18, Dr. Jim Garland. I make no excuse for wrongdoing or hurtful, wrongful words from either candidate. He says the same thing I say. Candidly, I want King Jesus. He rules in my heart and yours too, I suspect. And I want him to rule here too now, but that day is not fully manifested yet. In the meantime, we prayerfully, carefully navigate this challenging election season with great concern that, above all, we honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in every arena of our lives, including the voting booth. That is my hope. I believe it is yours as well. I think that's an excellent, excellent piece he did. Sorry it took me two weeks to finish it. So, okay, the first debate, what are my real takeaways? Biggest takeaway, Hillary is now completely sold out for the black, Black Lives Matter, LGBT, illegal alien, college for free, and everything else for free vote. That's what she wants. That's what she wants. She she doesn't care about businesses. You say, how can anybody be so stupid? They are. Stop asking how could they be. They can't possibly want to ruin America. They don't see America how you see America. They see America as this poisoning, uh, colonialist, uh, bad place. And they need to be the rulers and you need to be the serfs. That's how it works. She said we need an overhaul of the criminal justice system because there's just too high a percentage of black men in jail. Really? How about this? Look at the facts. The facts tell us clearly and obviously, hey, you know what? Are mostly black men in jail because if you look at the violent crime that warrants jail, newsflash, they end up in jail more because they commit more crimes. I, it's not a racist statement to state the fact. Those are government facts. We do need an overall the criminal justice system to not be so afraid to deal with things. There's police officers who are dead now. Why? Because they didn't shoot in time. They waited because they were scared to death of being branded a racist. They were scared to death to fire their weapon. You say, well, there's an awful lot of black... Really? It's, come on, don't be stupid. Don't fall for that. Do some research. Get on the internet and look some stuff up. Government statistics. According to Hillary Clinton, we need an answer to the epidemic of gun violence. What is the epidemic of gun violence? Somebody tell me Tell me what this epidemic is. What is this epidemic? What is it? Because I would like to know, what is this epidemic of gun violence? We, we hear, you know, you know Chicago. 
Chicago. Do we do we need to look any further than Detroit or Baltimore or Wilmington, Delaware? They have the strictest gun laws. They have the strictest gun laws. That's my dog, Buckeye. She's keeping me keeping me safe. They have the strictest gun laws in the United States of America. And you know what? Going on there. 90 plus percent black people killing black people. You say, well, we got to do something about gun violence. We already have. How about let's enforce the laws? Well, we got to do something about that gun show loophole. Got to close that. Got to close the the uh, internet gun sale loophole. There is none. You buy a gun on the internet, folks, guess what's going to happen? Your gun is going to be shipped from that dealer to an FFL, which is the federal firearms uh, license, a person who has a federal firearms license. And they will then, before they hand you that gun, they're going to do a background check, a federal background check. And you know what's going to happen? If you don't pass the background check, so sorry for you, you're not getting the gun. This woman actually said, and you know, the, the, the so that's the internet one, the gun show loophole. Let me tell you what they're talking about. What they're talking about is, let's say we have a gun show, and they hate gun shows. You know why? Because they're thumbing in the face of every single uh, red-blooded American, single red-blooded American. Because that's freedom, man. That is freedom. You know, you talk about the NRA, they hate the NRA. They hate the NRA because that's freedom's safest place. They hate their NRA. They hate you. Because you're free and they don't like your freedom. Gun show loophole. You know what that is? You go to a gun show, any gun show all across America, you go to a gun show and guess what? You walk in, you go up to the table and say, ooh, I like that gun. I think I will buy it. I have to have the money in my pocket, cash money. Okay, here, fill out this application. We will run a criminal check on you. And if you come back good, a background check, if you come back good, you can have the gun today. If you don't, keep a walking. So what they're saying is, hey, you know what? I'm going to just walk around the parking lot and see if there's anybody here, God-fearing, gun-toting, Bible-thumping Americans who want to sell me a gun, private gun sale. There is no gun show loophole. I don't think I'm going to make it 45 minutes, folks. The voice is about to go. She said we need more second chances for convicted offenders. She calls potential voters. That's, That's her voters, folks. Second chances for convicted offenders. Why do you think the left all the time want to give rights to criminals, to felons? They want to restore their voting rights. Why do you think that is? Because they're going to vote for them. Look, Hillary Clinton mocked uh, Donald Trump for saying we need more law and order. She asked, what does that look like? How would she know? If she doesn't know what law and order looks like, that's a serious problem. My buddy Steve says, when kept to the issues, she's clueless. Trump makes her look like a child in a graduate course. Amen. Look, if she doesn't know what law and order looks like, 
that is indeed a serious problem. And I say Hillary Clinton doesn't know what law and order looks like because since her early days as a corrupt and untrustworthy lawyer, she kept getting fired for constant lying. Hillary Clinton has always been on the other side of the law, the criminal side. Hillary Clinton decreed before the whole country and, in fact, the world that all of our police are corrupt and racist. And she added that the police actually agree with her, and many police, according to her, are crying out for reform. What? Why hasn't somebody stepped up and said, you tell us who these law enforcement people are who tell you that, yes, we are absolutely guilty and we want to change. We need reform. Make them stand up and identify themselves. Somebody needs to challenge that. I think Donald Trump is the man. You know what? The fact of the matter is he's the only one with the cojones to do it. He's the only one, actually, that has ever had the cojones to do it outside of Ted Cruz. Isn't that interesting that it came down to those two? All these controversial incidents we've seen nationally, they've almost entirely been innocent police officers doing their jobs. And the ones that were not innocent, based on fact, were severely punished. Look, the epidemic isn't racism, it's black racism. And an all-out race war on our police nationally, if she gets elected, listen, that's coming. All-out race war. And it's going to be legitimized, and it's going to be expanded exponentially. Look, here's something for you to consider. I'm going to try to get all this in because I'm I'm about out of gas. Here's something for you to consider. Many outlets, they're confirming that the same day Keith Scott was killed by the Charlotte police, Five white people were killed by police elsewhere in the country, not a peep from the left or the media. I've done it, I know. Not a single word. This woman doesn't care about black people, not one little bit. She doesn't care about black people. She doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about anything about you. You don't matter to her, black people. She doesn't care about you. You are a vote and a vote alone. You are a vote and a vote alone. My friend. I'm telling you, black people in this country, you should be furious. You should be furious. You should be sickened. You should be so angry, so absolutely beyond angry. That if if they ever came to your town to give a speech, you should be out there protesting her, not Donald Trump. Give me black people and Latinos. Donald Trump employs and pays well, gives a job when they wouldn't have a job otherwise. Do you have any idea? My friend, you, you've got to understand, this is this is this is a sickening, sickening, embarrassing time in America, because of the race baiters, uh, uh, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson and so many others. 
telling you, folks. I am telling you. We are a nation of bad words and bad deeds, and we are a nation undone by feelings. Colleges all across America got safe spaces. Oh, we got to have safe spaces. Got to have safe spaces. Oh, these poor, poor kids. They get to college, all of a sudden they know everything. All of a sudden they know everything. The smartest thing since, oh, I don't even know what. They get there and they say, well, I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you how it is. And they get mollycoddled, patted on their little behind. Now, don't be upset. Don't be afraid. I'm going to tell you something. If, if I were a black person in this country, I would be so sickened by Hillary Clinton's pandering. I couldn't listen to it. I'm going to tell you something, pious Christian Americans. I'm going to tell you something. Look, I understand why you're kind of thrown back a little bit. I get it. I get it. I get why you're like, oh, I don't like how this guy talks. He makes me nervous. I get it. I get why. I get why you're not used to hearing it. I get why. Well, folks, can can you just just indulge me here? If you're that super Christian woman or man who you've got Fifty Shades of Grey, that book, Fifty Shades of Grey, in your bedside table, you've got a bunch of dog-eared pages, a bunch of things highlighted, who are you throwing rocks at? People talk about Trump is a sexist billionaire. That's not a shock. I'm not shocked at all. I do a piece on that on theninjapastor.com, drshongreener.com. Go over to the Ninja Pastor blog. It's right there. Hollywood. You're, you're, listen, regular America, you're sitting there watching Hollywood talking about, oh, they're incensed. Ooh, that's so, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Come on with this feigned outrage. This is typical behavior among your people. This is how you live. This is, here's the truth about you. You excused the serial rapist Bill Clinton's behavior. And let me tell you something else. Hillary Clinton placed the blame on the victims of rape cases and ruined their lives. And let me tell you what. The entertainment industry that's holding their head so high now, thinking they're the greatest thing, there's nobody that cheapens and objectifies women and declines and just frays the moral fiber of our society than the entertainment industry. Nobody. And Hillary Clinton, your big fan, I'm with her. Hillary Clinton actually pressured these women and 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 did all kinds of terrible things to these women to keep them from talking. And she knew. She knew the victims were telling the truth. You say, well, she was just defending her husband. No, she wasn't. She was defending her ticket. Because she has wanted to be the first woman president for the last 35, 40 years. But what did she do? These women, she knew, were 100% truthful. And Hillary set about destroying every single woman, every single one. She's no friend to women. Listen, Hollywood, the elites, journalists, all you, you, they don't give a rip about women or virtue. They don't care. Only when somebody wants to play victim or play righteous defender for their own gain do we hear a peep from the left. 
Here's an example. A good friend of mine gave me this example. Look at all the celebrities, and I happen to know Howard Stern. We're not buds or anything like that, but I met him, spent some time with him. And, um, you know, I, I have to tell you, I don't like uh, most of his show. It's, it's, it's crass. It's crude. It's, I can't believe, you know, he gets away with a lot of the stuff he does. But let me tell you something. There's a lot that he does that is absolutely masterful. You hear this guy interview somebody, you're hearing a master. He could work for the CIA and be an incredible interrogator. No, I don't like how he behaves on a show, but in real life, you couldn't meet a nicer, kinder, more generous guy. I spent some time with him. I'm telling you. You know what? I hear the same from the guy I know that spends 15 hours a day with Donald Trump. Same thing. Couldn't meet a better guy. But the the entertainment industry, and, and that incl- look, that includes the Fox News Channel, folks. What, how about when they stop selling sex? Short skirts, low cut, tight. Women, the, the camera shot is right at knee level or just below. Women's women's legs are perfectly shaved. They're they're sheened with the with the oil. Cameras in Fox News is 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 just as bad, if not worse. When female celebrities stop dressing and acting like prostitutes in movies and in real life, stop using sex as a tool, so long as it serves their own self-interest, of course, then I'll listen. Until then, they need to sit down, sit down and shut up. They need to sit down and shut up. And I'm not sorry. What am I? I'm angry. Because I can't stand Trump's personal behavior. No, I cannot. But I can't stand complacent hypocrites either. And that includes you fellow alleged conservatives who prattle on about other people's skeletons when if we could only see the dry bones in each other's closets, we wouldn't like listen to everyone ever. I, I, look, I said in the beginning, I don't want anybody to see the growing piles of bones in my closet. I just know this. If Hillary wins this election, nothing in any of our closets will matter anymore, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because while you're apoplectic about crude words that the enemy uh, or that, that Hillary Clinton is saying, or, or uh, Donald Trump is saying, while you are saying that, they are they are raping their women, torturing their women, they're killing their women. And and at the same time, they're training their children to kill you. Why do we go on and on? Why do we go on and on about these terrible, terrible things? Oh, yeah, whatever. One of the most incredible things about Hillary Clinton running for president is that there's an extraordinarily long list of scandals. Look, young voters, they don't know the first thing about it. They don't know about these things. They just know she says, I'm going to give you free education. I learned that from my buddy Bernie Sanders, who I was trying to ruin the whole time. We're talking about multiple decades of corruption and criminal activity, Bill and Hillary Clinton. And this happened long before the email scandal. Donald Trump is the only one with the nerve to stand up in, in front of the cameras and say, you committed crimes. You're going to go to jail. As soon as I'm made president, I'm going to hire an AG, and I'm going to hire a special counsel. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to investigate you. Then I'm going to prosecute you. And that goes for anybody that had anything to do with what you're doing, including the company that erased the emails, that did the, the bleaching. But this is not new. This is how they are. And it will be the job of a Republican opponent to educate America about them all. And that's what Donald Trump is doing. Listen, Kathleen Willey, she met, she was a volunteer at the White House. She's a volunteer. She requested a paying job. Bill Clinton, caught, you know, he, she caught his eye and she requested a paying job. But instead of Bill helping her, he, he harassed her sexually. 
On that day that he did that, her husband had committed suicide. She describes Hillary's efforts to keep her silent as mob-like tactics. Paula Jones, Jennifer Flowers, Juanita Broderick, they were put in front of the American press and treated like crap. Crap. They were treated like dirt. Treated like scum. And and the American press was being told what to do by Hillary Clinton. Tens of thousands of deleted and bleached congressionally subpoenaed emails represent something of a classic Clinton scandal on a massive scale. Benghazi. No indictable evidence was found on her part with respect to the Benghazi attacks by Congress. Four heroic Americans were murdered. You have to understand that it was during that inquiry that her private server in her basement and totally unprotected, super-classified email use became public. Listen, Bill Clinton ran for uh, his first run for public office in 1974. And on its face, everything, every scandal that pops up, because there's a lot of time, lots of time, lots of time to say, oh, this is nothing. This is a vast right-wing conspiracy. And you know what happens? An investigation. Turns out it's a whole different deal. How about how about Whitewater? Young people? You're talking about running a vote for this woman because she's a woman. And because and because she is uh you know, well first woman president, that's that's big. And then and then because she's gonna give you free abortion, she's gonna give you free birth control, and she's gonna make college free. She's not gonna do any of that. Whitewater. You're too young to know what Whitewater is. That's a failed reinvestment, uh real estate investment Bill and Hillary Clinton made in nineteen seventy eight. No inquiry ever produced any and this is how it is. The first part of it, it didn't produce any evidence of wrongdoing ultimately led to President Clinton's impeachment for perjury and obstruction of justice. Susan McDougall, she was part of that whole thing. She spent 18 months in jail, and then she was pardoned. Hillary Cattle Futures trader. She, she buys cattle futures. She had a she had listen, you ready for this? Young people that are listening all around the country talking about going to vote for Hillary? She had a thousand dollars in her bank in her own personal bank account back in 1979. Within six months of cattle futures trading, which she did not know how to do, she made $100,000. Travelgate, young people, you haven't heard of this. Hillary Clinton gradually came under scrutiny for allegedly having played a central role in the firings and making a false statements about her role in it. 2000, Independent Counsel Robert Ray issued his final report on Travelgate. He sought no charges against her, saying that while some of Clinton's statements were factually false, there was insufficient evidence that these statements were either knowingly false or that she understood the statements led to the firings. Let me say this. Let me say this. I'll do the best I can with this. She said when she was asked, you know, did you wipe the servers clean, Mrs. Clinton, Secretary Clinton, did you wipe? Do you mean with a, I don't know, what, like what, wiped? I don't know, with a cloth? This woman, for that reason alone, cannot be president of the United States of America. She said she didn't realize the C on top meant classified. For that reason alone, she cannot be president of the United States of America. 
Hillary says Trump's a bigot, but this is the woman who chastised her husband's mistresses. She she made them publicly just they were they were ruined. This is the same woman, Hillary Clinton, had a Russian bank pay her husband fifty thousand dollars for a speech, and then America uh, America suddenly sold sold uranium to Russia, and she accuses him. Donald Trump of befriending Putin. This is the same woman who has a campaign that uses the marketing title Taco Bowl Outreach, accuses him of being racist. This is the same woman who is a public employee. She is a public employee. She's barred from practicing law for unethical practices. She left the White House bankrupt, she said, and is now worth over $100 million. Actually, that number is more like $330 million. But she accused Donald Trump of being a slumlord not paying his taxes. This is the same woman who received at a minimum $25 million from Saudi Arabia and millions more from other countries and and contributors. She wants to know who he's indebted to and fears of them coming to collect on his debt. You've got to be kidding me. I could go on. I could go on and on. This is corruption at its finest. So let's keep talking about how wrong Trump uh, is about everything and how not paying his fair share of taxes. Listen, this Clinton Foundation, I am telling you, is a criminal enterprise. It's a tax-free international money laundering scheme. And it may, in fact, prove to be the largest political criminal enterprise in United States history. That's not for me. That's not for me. That's from Charles Krauthammer, one of the smartest people on the planet. Here's how it works. Here's what you do. You create a separate foreign charity. In this case, the Clintons set it up in Canada. Did you know that? Were you aware of that? Were you aware that this foundation was set up in Canada? Why do they do that? I'll tell you why they did it. They did it so they could avoid paying taxes and having scrutiny. Number two, foreign oligarchs and governments then donate to this Canadian charity. In this case, over 1,000 did. We're talking about mega millions. I'm sure they did this out of the goodness of their hearts and expecting nothing in return. Of course. Imagine Putin's buddies waking up one morning and just deciding to send untold millions to a Canadian. Did you know that? Russia. Lots of money. Lots of money in the Clinton Foundation. The Canadian charity then bundles these separate donations and makes a massive donation to the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton Foundation and the cooperating Canadian charity claim Canadian law prohibits the identification of individual donors. The Clinton Foundation then spends some of the money for legitimate good works programs. Unfortunately, experts believe this is on the order of 10%. Much of the balance goes to enrich the Clintons, pay salaries, untold members, numbers of hangers-on, and fund lavish travel, virtually tax this, you know what this means? This means you and I, we're, set, we're subsidizing it. Then the Clinton Foundation, with access to the world's best accountants, somehow fails to report much of this on their tax filings. They discover these clerical errors and begin the process of refiling five years of tax return. Here's the net result. Foreign money goes into the Clinton's pockets, tax-free and untraceable. Back to the original donor. This is the textbook definition of money laundering. And oh, by the way, the Canadian charity includes as principal one Frank Giustra. Google that guy. Frank Giustra. G-I-U-S-T-R-A. He's the guy who was central to the formation of Uranium One. That's the Canadian company that somehow acquired massive U.S. uranium interests then sold them to an organization controlled by Russia. This transaction required U.S. State Department approval. And guess who was the Secretary of State when the approval was granted? Hillary Rodham. 
Clinton. And as an aside, imagine how former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald feels. That poor schlep was in jail because he and his wife took $165,000 in gifts and loans for doing minor favors for a guy promoting a vitamin cup. Now, it's not legal, but it's not exactly putting United States security at risk. Sarcasm aside, if you're not still persuaded this was a cleverly structured way to get, and again, this is Charles Krauthammer, structured way to get unidentified foreign money to the Clintons, ask yourself this. Why did these foreign interests funnel money through a Canadian charity? Why not donate directly to the Clinton Foundation? Better yet, why not donate money directly to the people, organizations, and countries in need? This is the essence of money laundering and influence penalty. Now you know why Hillary's destruction of 30,000-plus emails was a risk she was willing to take. Bill and Hillary, devious, unprincipled, dishonest, and criminal, and they are absolutely slick. Now here is the problem. Here's the problem. Hillary Clinton most likely will become president of the United States of America. She will turn the IRS, I mean the IRS, into the largest, the largest criminal enterprise ever to be on this planet. The largest ever. She will have your money. Oh, she's going to tell you. She's going to tell you that she's going to do all these wonderful things. She's going to tell you, hey, I'm on your side. I'm fighting for you. That guy over there, he's terrible. He says bad things. He's a bad thing sayer. He's bad for women. Meanwhile, she takes money from countries that bury women up to their shoulders, just their heads sticking out of the ground. And the community throws rocks at them until they're dead. She takes money from countries who throw people they suspect of being gay off of a roof. She takes money from people that put human beings in boiling vats of oil alive. She takes money from anyone who will further her. Why? Because she's not with you. If she were to drive a car, she hasn't driven a car by her admission in over 30 years. But if she were to drive a car and have a bumper sticker on it, it would have her bumper sticker on it. I'm with her. And when somebody asks them, oh, you have your bumper sticker on it, yeah, I'm with me. Oh, no, you're with her. No, I'm with me. I'm for me. I'm my biggest fan. My friends don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for this whole... Uh, meme, and I'll tell you, I've said before, and I'll say it again, more stuff's going to come out about Donald Trump. More stuff will. More stuff absolutely will. I have no doubt about it. It also doesn't scare me. Because everything that I know about Hillary Clinton, tells me she is as evil as evil can get. You say, that seems pretty vague. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Evil as evil can get is more evil than you have ever seen in your life. It's more evil than you can ever imagine. 
The stuff I know about Donald Trump is by no means super good stuff. By the same token, the stuff I know about Donald Trump, the good that I know about him, I am very, very comfortable. I'm not at all worried about the future of America. I know that Mike Pence is a good man. I know his speechwriter, his communications director. I know the guy very, very well. And I know these good people. I know that Donald Trump has good people around him. My friends, we are at the precipice. I said it before, I'll say it again. In less than 30 days, we're going to go in a booth, which, quite frankly, I don't believe in the, the uh, sanctity of the, of the voting booth. I think that the voting booth has been, the veil has been torn. I hate America. They're clearly leftists, leftists who are in control of those voting machines. I can't possibly believe that they're going to be honest. Look, folks, you know, I love this country. I regularly go to Arlington National Cemetery and other cemeteries across America. I regularly meet with Gold Star parents. Regularly. My buddy, uh, Charlie Strange and Marianne Strange, uh, Charlie lost his son, Michael Strange, in um, Extortion 17. We're doing a fundraiser uh, October 28th. 8 p.m. to midnight at St. Dominic's at 8532 Frankfurt Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Joe Conklin, he's going to DJ, do comedy and all that. It's going to be a live music and a DJ. And Joe Conklin's a comedian. He's absolutely hilarious. It's going to be gift baskets, 50-50s, all that stuff. $30 a person. You can't beat that. I was there last year. I did the opening prayer. It was amazing, amazing people. 215-983-4470. That's 215-983-4470. There's a whole lot of good, good people out there who have to see their child by looking at a picture, a flag-draped picture. If ever there was a time to look past your ultra-piety, it's now. Because I'm telling you, Hillary Clinton will be the absolute and complete demise of this country. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, if you will, if you go to theninjapastor.com, go over to the blog, leave some comments, leave some comments on Facebook if you follow me on Facebook. Leave some stuff on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, please follow me on Twitter. We fund everything we do ourselves. Uh, I have a Sunday group, and they're they're very kind to uh, take up a collection. Um, but I'm telling you that we do this out of our own pocket. So if you if you are so moved to contribute to what we do, there's a donate button on theninjapastor.com. It's very very secure and safe. Do what we do, folks. We're we're here at the end. This is the end. This is that critical critical time. If we don't win now, it is all over for America. 
do you want your children to look at you and say, how could you let this happen? Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www.drseangreener.com. In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.